0: Directly ...using large amounts of fossil fuel energy. It is that ubiquitous. But, we are told, this cannot continue. While it might be convenient to drive gasoline cars and get electricity from coal in the short run, and while we might have needed them in the past, the argument goes, in the long run we are making our climate unlivable, destroying our environment, and depleting our resources. We must and can replace fossil fuels with renewable, green, climate-friendly energy from solar, wind, and biomass, which is plants. This is not a liberal view or a conservative view. It's a view that almost everyone holds in one form or another. Even fossil fuel companies make statements like the one the former CEO of Shell made in 2013. We believe climate change is real and time is running out to take real action to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. President George W. Bush was the person who popularized the expression addicted to oil. The debate over our addiction to fossil fuels is usually over how dangerous the addiction is and how quickly we can get rid of it, not whether we have one. And the most prominent groups say we must get rid of it very quickly. For years, the Nobel Prize-winning Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, or IPCC, has demanded that the United States and other industrialized countries cut carbon dioxide emissions to 20% of 1990 levels by the year 2050. And the United States has joined hundreds of other countries in agreeing to this goal. Every day, we hear of new predictions from prestigious experts reinforcing the calls for massive restrictions on fossil fuel use. As I speak this, news about melting ice in West Antarctica is leading to dire predictions of sea-level rises. Scientists warn of rising oceans from polar melt, reports the New York Times. Is it too late to save our cities from sea-level rise? asks Newsweek, citing new research that Miami and Manhattan will drown sooner than we thought. The message is clear. Our use of fossil fuels is going to destroy us in the long run, and we should focus our efforts on dramatically reducing it as soon as humanly possible. So when the girl at the Greenpeace booth implied that I had sold my soul, I didn't get offended. I simply explained that no, I wasn't being paid off. I had just concluded, based on my research, that the short- and long-term benefits of using fossil fuels actually far, far outweigh the risks, and was happy to explain why. But she wasn't interested. Pointing me to the Greenpeace pamphlets giving all the reasons fossil fuels are bad, she said... So many experts predict that using fossil fuels is going to lead to catastrophe. Why should I listen to you? She made it clear that this wasn't a real question, and that the conversation was over. But if she had wanted an answer, I would have told her this. I understand that a lot of smart people are predicting catastrophic consequences from using fossil fuels. I take that very seriously, and I have studied their predictions extensively. And what I have found is this. Leading experts in the media have been making the exact same predictions for more than 30 years. As far back as the 1970s, they predicted that if we did not dramatically reduce fossil fuel use then, and use renewables instead, we would be experiencing catastrophe today. Catastrophic resource depletion, catastrophic pollution, and catastrophic climate change. Instead, the exact opposite happened. Instead of using a lot less fossil fuel energy, we used a lot more. But instead of long-term catastrophe, we have experienced dramatic, long-term improvement in every aspect of life, including environmental quality. The risks and side effects of using fossil fuels declined, while the benefits, cheap, reliable energy, and everything it brings, expanded to billions more people. This is the secret history of fossil fuels. It changed the way I think about fossil fuels, and it may change the way you think about them, too. Deja vu When I was 20 years old, I decided I wanted to write about practical philosophy for a living. Philosophy is the study of the basic principles of clear thinking and moral action. While college philosophy classes all too often present philosophy as an impractical subject that involves endlessly debating skeptical questions, how do you know you exist? How do you know you're not in the matrix? Philosophy is, in fact, an incredibly practical tool. No matter what we're doing in life, whether